We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one, and by Allstate, proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Now, here's Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast on a Friday game day tomorrow, 11 a.m. with the kickoff, 9 a.m. with the pregame show on the Sooner Radio Network. All right. Before we get to the re-air, the podcast version of Coach's Corner, got a couple of assistant coach interviews for you. Why? Well, because we didn't get to our full preview of the H-backs and the defensive line. So, before we get to Coach B and Alex Grinch, let's talk about the H-back room with Joe John Finley. Continue our positional previews. H-backs, little special teams with Joe John Finley. Welcome back place where you made a lot of plays. How cool is it to be back in Norman? Oh, it's awesome to be back. It looks a little bit different since <laughs> I last left, but uh, I like the changes, and, and obviously it's great to be back. My family's from here. I'm from here, and so it's good to be home. Let's talk about that H-back room in general. 
you get back Austin Stogner. A lot of people make uh, Joe John Finley comparisons to Austin Stogner. What have you seen in him? Uh, he's a lot better than I was, first <laughs> of all. But uh, it's uh, he's had a great spring, great great fall camp. You know, he's again the focus was on staying healthy, with at the same time getting your work in. And so uh, he's kind of. A, I talked to him early in spring. I said, man, you got to treat yourself like a 12-year pro. You know, you're not a freshman in college where you can go out and just grind all day, every day. You know, you got you to, the goal is to play 12 games, 13 games in the fall. And so let's, let's make sure our goal is that and, and prepare. Braden Willis is a guy that seems like he's been around for a while. But what have you seen from Braden this year in his preparation for the season? He's finally healthy. Again, he's, he's probably the most explosive guy we have in the room. You know, extremely fast, extremely powerful in the run game. Um, but just like the other other two guys in that room, very smart and experienced, and again, you can't replace that experience. And so he's done a great job leading the group and also uh, playing all over the football field, whether it's split out in the wing and backfield, whatever it is, he's doing it all. What's it like to have an experienced leader like Jeremiah Hall in there too for you? It's great. Like I said, the other two guys are experienced leaders as well. True. You know, we're trying to get those guys to step up and lead the offense, lead the football team. But anytime you got got three guys in the room that have played as much ball as they have, I'm coming in. They know the offense better than I do. They know the routine. Like today, they're telling me what to do on Friday <laughs> walkthrough. And so, you know, you, you can see the maturity in, in, in the room. They come to work every single day like professionals, and, and it'll show up on the football field. And, and then finally, are, are, as far as the tight end backs, some young guys we need to be keeping an eye on. Who's kind of popped out on that front for you? Uh, the the big guy is uh, Jackson Soma. You know, stepped up, came in as a freshman last year, and grew into a big-time role in the spring. We had some Deans and, and Nicks in, in the spring where he had to step up and play with the ones and twos all spring long. and. He's a he's a really an explosive athlete. He's one of the best athletes in the room as far as running around and catching the ball. And you know he took a lot of pride in learning the offense and learning the details. And and when he's in there, we we don't skip a beat. Got some vets on that special team side of thing, a returning kicker and punter, and good competition too, right? Absolutely, man. It's it's uh, always on championship football teams. You're going to see the starters fighting to get on special teams, and that's what that's what I love about this place here. Is you know I go into the punt team, and everybody's asking me, "Hey, I get, can I get on that punt team? Put me at right guard. Put me at right tackle. I'll go I'll go tackle a guy." And so <laughs> when you got people fighting to get on special teams, usually you're going to have a special group. Good stuff. Go get him, Joe John. All right, thanks. And the one word that's used quite a bit to talk about this Sooner defensive line in 2021 is depth. Here's Calvin Thibodeau with the details. Calvin Thibodeau joins us for our positional preview. Defensive line coach, just in general, how you feeling about that group? As deep as you've had, right? Oh, yeah, no question. Uh, you know, we, we got experience. We, we have talent. And, uh, you know, these guys have been in some wars and just excited. We have depth and uh, just excited to get these guys to the field and put, put a product out there that we can be proud of. Can you kind of take us through? We, we were talking to Coach Kane about this in our outside backer defensive end preview, but how well is that room working together now between what you've got and what Coach Kane has? Uh, there, there has to be unity between the group. And, uh, you know, you got those experiences when we can look at each other and, and know what, what other guys are thinking. That's when you know you, you have some cohesiveness. And, uh, you know, you know, IT can look at PE or – or uh, Jalen Redman can look at uh, Nick Benito, and, and we can all be on the same page without even saying anything. So that's that's been pretty awesome for us. You mentioned Jalen Redman. How has his reintegration into that room been? Oh, it's been it's been great. You know, it, one he stayed on the field, and, and two man he, he's hungry man. So just looking forward to seeing what he does this year. We know that he can find the ball. Um, and he'll get that opportunity this season. Names like Josh Ellison we saw pop last year, Jordan Kelly, yeah. Perrion Winfrey. I mm -hmm. mean, that, that rotation can be pretty special, can't yeah, it? Yeah, you know, our, our strength is in our numbers. So, 
you know, we, we look forward to, you know, being able to have some depth, roll guys, keep guys fresh, you know, because when you keep the big guys fresh, you avoid the injuries, you avoid the, the, the MA. So just keep them fresh and keep them hunting. I, you know, we mentioned Isaiah Thomas. I know he's kind of done a little bit of both, but leadership seems to be something with him, right? Is that are you seeing more of that? Are you impressed? Oh yeah, you, you know, that? you know, Isaiah has the right to speak up because he's done it. He's worked his butt off for it, and uh, you know, he's a guy that made a ton of plays for us inside and out. So uh, he certainly has earned the right to speak up, and he's doing a great job of it. One name that gets forgotten, and two more quick questions: Leron Stokes. I remember last year when he started, he's got a notepad out. He's uh-huh. learning. He he never was out, even though he was out. Right? right he was right. in. He, he he's he's like the grandpa of the group. <laughs> You know, uh, he, this is year three for him, and we're, we're just fortunate enough to have him. Uh, he's The leadership that, 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 that he's provided for the group has been awesome. It's invaluable. So really looking forward to seeing what he does. Finally, some young guys, Kelvin Gilliam, Reggie Grimes, expect to see them? Oh, no. Uh, you know, it, it, no question. No question. I think they've worked their butt off and put themselves in positions where they can add value to this team. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the young guys do. Good luck, Coach. Thank you. So there you go, Coach Tibbs, Coach Joe John Finley. In fact, Joe John Finley will be our guest next week in the Coach's Corner. So if you have any questions about the H-backs, hit us up at OU on the air. Hey, before we get to Coach's Corner, want to welcome in a new sponsor of the podcast, GoPuff.com. It's a delivery service for groceries, and they really cater to the college student because we know college goes by fast, but GoPuff delivers fast too. Deliveries of anything you need in 30 minutes or less. Snacks, drinks, and any other game day essentials like burgers and buns and party cups to everyday needs like laundry stuff, school supplies, electronics, OTC meds, and more. GoPuff was made for college by students so they know what you need and when you need it. Now listen, we got a special promo code as part of this partnership. Use the promo code VARSITY. That's VARSITY at checkout for $10 off your first Two orders. That's right. GoPuff.com. Use the promo code VARSITY for $10 off of your first two orders. All right, let's get after it. It's time for the Coach's Corner with Bill Beatonbow and Alex Scritch. And we're pumped to be joined by a man who is entering his ninth season at the University of Oklahoma as we welcome you inside the Coach's Corner presented by Riverwind. Bill Beanbow kicks off the season as we get set for Kind of a nice little surprise home game. Love that you're home. Hate the reasons why. But, Coach, you know, Lincoln Riley talked about it the other day. It, it hasn't really changed much from a preparation perspective, has it? No, not at all. I mean, you prepare the same way no matter where you're playing, when you're playing, anything like that. Yeah, obviously, you know, it's a bad situation for New Orleans and that Gulf Coast. But, um, you know, great to be here at home. Obviously, love playing at home in front of our fans and you know, not having to travel, but, uh, you know, that's the only difference is we're right. not traveling. You know, that's that's the biggest thing. But, you know, like Lincoln said, and like we told our players, it doesn't matter when or what, where or when we play. you got to be ready. you got to prepare the same way. Coach, how, how is practice going leading up to this game? Obviously coming off of training camp. Training camp always tough on the guys, always tough on the coaches. Now you're in game week mode. How do you feel about it? You know, I feel good. I, I do. I feel good. I felt good since the start. We've had, you know, we're playing against a really good defense, so we've had some inconsistencies here and there. But um, for the most part, feel good about the guys, where they're at physically, where they're at mentally. Um, had some guys in and out, you know, with some some small injuries here and there, but I think we're getting um, continuity. You know, the, the biggest thing with playing these guys is they got a new D.C. Now, the guy was there. The previous, I think, four years up to 2019 and 2020 went to Duke. So there's a bunch of different things that you have to prepare for. 
Um, they can't do everything, but you got to be prepared. And then it's it's a first game. You don't know exactly what they're going to do. So, you, you know, you got to prepare for a bunch of different things and have to be ready to adjust. But, you know, I feel good about where we're at, and I'm excited to get out there Saturday. So you mentioned he's at Duke last year, actually coached the bowl game, which was odd there when they played yeah. Nevada. But when you're preparing for a situation like that, how important is it to just establish your base rules offensively and your base rules as an offensive line? So no matter what you see on Saturday, if they see something they haven't seen, they can just go back to their training and go yeah. back to those foundational well, rules. I mean, everything goes back to that. I mean, you have a rules. You have rules no matter what the play is. All right. Now, obviously, you know, formationally, what they're doing defensively, you want to have an idea of what they're doing. You know, you don't want to play behind. But um, yeah, everything goes back to rules. If it's something we hadn't seen, then you follow your rules. We call a front, whatever the play is, whatever the protection is, then you go to your rules. And and that's that's obviously important in any situation because we do see some different things, no matter if you have 10 games on a, on a team, you're going to see some different things. But, uh, you know, falling back on your rules is the most important thing and trusting and communicating and, and you know, uh, communicating what we're seeing. So, um, yeah, it's, it's extremely important. You mentioned playing against your guys and playing against a good defense. And, Avi, we got Coach Crinch coming up a little bit later on. But, I mean, you've, you've been here nine seasons, so a lot of buzz about the depth of this defensive line. How has that made your offensive line better going up against these dudes? Well, I, I think no doubt it has. I mean, you you got to come ready to compete every day or you're going to get embarrassed. And it hadn't always been like that since I've been here, right. you know. And, and this is, you know, I mean, I think there's probably 10 to 14 guys that are all quality dudes that you can go out there and they can play with. And you know, obviously they'd have to get more into that, you know, with you about it. But yeah, it's, it's a challenge every single day, but that's great. You don't want it to be easy, you know. Uh, so hopefully, you know, when we get to these games, you know, it's going to make it easier. I don't know that there's going to be many D-lines um, that we play this year, no matter how far we go, they're going to be as, as deep as, as our guys. So, yeah, it's a challenge every day, and, and you got to be prepared for it every day. You look at that sense of competition, right, and, and you mentioned that it hasn't always been that way since you've been here. How does how does the defensive line being that talented and getting after you guys every once in a while? How does that change you as a coach? How does that change your approach at all? None. I mean, really, I don't I don't care who we're playing. If we play the Chicago Bears, I expect to go out there and win and dominate. You know, I mean, it doesn't doesn't really matter to me. Um, now, is it more challenging? Yeah, it's more challenging for our players, but. You know, there's a scheme. There's there's different ways people rush. There's different ways they play you based on the play, and those are the things that are, are extremely important to know. And then, when when they do that, and then they're a quality player, it makes it tough. So you got to be on point with your fundamentals and your technique, and playing physical and playing smart and finishing. Or like I said, you're going to get embarrassed. Overall, um, pretty deep group that you've got. Let's dive into some of the individuals and. We were joking right before we jumped on with you that we always tend to forget about talking about Marquise Hayes because he's been so consistent. He made the decision to come back. What have you seen from him? You know, I think you know, he, he, it's an awesome deal. You know, he, he has really matured from day one to now, and he's, a, he's, be, he's become this year more of a leader. You know, obviously we had Creed last year, um, you know, but uh, he's become more of a leader. He's done great in the classroom. Here's a guy that... Um, almost didn't qualify out of high school. Now he's in grad school getting a 4.0 GPA. And, 
And again, it's like I tell these guys, what you do in the classroom, a lot of people may or may not believe it carries over to the field. And you can see how he's gotten better in the classroom. It has translated onto the field and, um, you know, just really, really motivated, really, really working hard at it, um, does all the right things right now. You know, has had really a couple really good days of practice, has been really good with the leadership. So really, really feel good about him, you know, right now. Looking at the other guard position, Chris Murray was a guy that you had no problem putting on the field last year in some in some situations, but thought he may be more of a factor at center, but seems like he's found a home at right guard. Yeah, you know, and, and Chris probably would have played a lot more last year. Had, I can't remember the amount of games he had to sit out. You know, he didn't get eligible till I want to say four games into the season, maybe more. So he was doing some scout team things, wasn't with us. We didn't know if he was going to be eligible to that point. I think if we would have known he was going to be eligible from the beginning, he would have played even more, you know, than what he did. You know, it's a different deal coming here. You know, we expect different from our offensive linemen, you know, than what they've done probably at previous places. And, you know, somebody asked me before, it, it takes some time, you know. I mean, we, we don't just say go out there and look at one thing and do that. You know, you got to understand the total concept of our offense, the defense, things like that. I don't know any other way to coach, you know. I think – but once they get those things, it makes them a better player and it makes it easier to go out there and play. But, you know, Chris has done some um, really good things. He's, he's a powerful guy. He's athletic. He plays hard. He plays physical. Um, you know, he wants to go out there and finish dudes every play, which we need. We need that mentality. We need to get back to playing like that. And I think, you know, when he does that, the other guys follow. And uh, we need to do that consistently across the board. So we're going to hit on the tackles and the center position when we get back. But, Center doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> most important position on the field. Are there other guys that we should be keeping an eye on in that guard position? I know you have a lot of depth that you are very uh, pumped about. Yeah, you know, Bray's going to play there some. Swenson, Swenson who, who I love Swenson, he's done a great job since he's been here. Um, but he, he can play multiple positions. Really, really fortunate that he came back. Don't know who's going to start where right now today, but Swenson's going to play a lot no matter you know, where he plays. He's played every position for us this spring, or excuse me, this fall, with the exception of center, you know. So he's going to fall into that category. Obviously, Tyrese, depending on what happens, can play guard. Um, you know, Conjul can play guard if we need him to. So there's some different combinations that we can roll in there. So typically our last question of the first segment is Eichard's intel, where we go in-depth on something Gabe wants to keep an eye on. Um, but since it's game one, I, you, you hit it on the head and I always ask you about this because I'm fascinated by it. And Gabe, you know this better than anyone. You expect your offensive line, every guy, to know everyone's responsibility. How important is that to you as a coach? And how much has it helped guys, you think, in their, in their development? Yeah, it's, it's extremely important to me. I just don't know how you play any other way. Right. You know? And I'm not saying it's the right or wrong. It's just the way I know how. And, um, and, and again, I think from the start, it may take guys a little bit longer to totally figure things out and truly understand you know, how you have to know the big picture. Again, you've got to understand your position first. And right. then once you understand that, um, you can move on to understanding the, the concept of the play, formationally, what they're, how they're going to line up, the different looks that you're going to get. So, again, it may take a little bit longer, but once they get it, they become better players. And I think, you know, for the guys that go to the NFL, Gabe could talk to you better about it, you know, but talking to all the guys, I mean, they, they say it obviously helps them tremendously, you know, when they get to that level. You agree? Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt so smart. 
my rookie year. I felt so smart. I was like, oh, this stuff is easy. This is way easier than what Bill had us doing. <laughs> when we come back, we'll talk about the tackles in that center position as you're inside the coach's corner with Bill Beanbow, presented by Riverwind. To our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Health and Anheuser-Busch. And our community partners, Fowler Auto Group, OU Health, OGE, and Coca Cola. Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Riverwind Casino, still the one. Bud Light, it's for the fans. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access radio pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every day. Log on to Soonersports.com slash podcast or search Sooner Sports Podcast in your favorite podcast provider. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate and Riverwind Casino. Get some more time with Bill Biedenbow, Sooner co-offensive coordinator and offensive line coach. Ready to roll. <laughs> Jealous of your socks. Um, we didn't talk center last segment. Creed Humphrey off to the NFL starting for the Chiefs. And oh, I'm shocked. Shocked, right? Uh, he goes in the second round and starts. What's that battle been like at the center position? I think it's been good. It's been good. You know, Raym and Conjol are doing a good job fighting it out to, to see who's going to start. And then... Um, you know, Ian McIver's done a good job, you know, walk-on kid for us that, you know, has some limitations, but every time we've put him in there, has done a good job. Obviously, we've worked Chris there a little bit, not as much as we did in the uh, spring, Chris Murray. So, and then Nate Anderson, a young kid who has really, really come on. Don't know how much he's going to play, you know, this year if we stay healthy, but feel really, really good about his future. He's done a good job of getting bigger, really understanding the offense, um, he's done some really, really good things up to his this point. So really encouraged about him. So, and I know this from experience, you put a lot on the center mentally, getting everyone right. in the right place. When you have an inexperienced guy, at least in this system, I know that Conjol played quite a bit at Arizona, but you look at Rain being an inexperienced guy, how important is it for those guys at the guard positions and the tackles to all work together, help that guy out, maybe in some situations where it's taken him a little bit to process some things. Yeah, no, it, it's extremely important. And, you know, communication and everybody seeing the same thing, all five guys seeing the same thing. But, you know, as much as we put on the center, obviously we put things on the tackles too to see things that are happening on the edge and make calls to alert the center. Um, the center obviously identifies things from the beginning. He can't totally see everything that's happening on the edge, you know, just being in the middle of the offense. But um, those tackles have to communicate with them and, you know, alert him to things that may be going on on the outside. But, you know, feel good about these guys. It's never, um, never easy going into the first game with a new center, like you said, as much as we put on them. Um, you know, we'll simplify things a little bit, but, you know, my philosophy is to put as much on them as they can handle and then you know, maybe Thursday, maybe Friday, see maybe they can't handle that and probably take it back. But up to this point, it's been really good, and I feel good about them doing the things that we're asking them to do. Man, those uh, those tackle positions, you mentioned Tyrese Robinson kicking out. What's been the biggest adjustment? Because he did a little bit of it last year, but what's the biggest adjustment for him whenever he moves from that guard to tackle? You know, I think it's obviously your set is different. The, the type of player, for the most part, you're blocking in pass protection is different. 
angles are different. There's a lot different. You know, now, the one good thing is he's played on the right side. He's going to play right tackle. So, you know, your stance and all those things, the foot you're driving off of, all those things, you know, which direction you're going are the same. But the person you're blocking, how you're blocking them, how they react to the block, all those things are a little bit different. And then at tackle, you've got to really see what's happening on the edge. You know, are we getting a pressure from the edge that you can see? And then you got to ID it and let everybody else know. I think his experience with all the snaps that he's played for you up at this point, that'll be really valuable at that tackle position. You, you mentioned how much you put on him, seeing those edge pressures, seeing that safety rotation. I, I think that's a really good fit. Yeah. No, I do too. I feel he's had a really, really good um, fall camp. You know, as good as he's been up to this point. Um, you know, so he's down some weight. He's 315-ish, which obviously is helping him. He's had some you know, knee, knee problems, nothing that's kept him out. You know, he's a tough kid that fights through it. But I think that the, the weight that he has lost has really helped him. He's always was a good athlete. Um, but now I think, you know, he's down, you know, 20 pounds or so. So wow. it's helping him move better. Um, and he's got to really be really good technically. You know, he doesn't have as much length out there on the edge. But, you know, he's doing some good things. He can get into good position. So um, feel really good about him. Had You know, probably... Um, probably had the best camp of anybody up to this point. I like, by the way, every time you mention what he needs to do, Gabe is, he's got the motions down where his hands Well, I'm yeah. off camera, right. so <laughs> I'm, like, I'm a big, you know? Talk with your big, hands. Big, big no where he needs to be. All right, so then on the left side, there was a lot of excitement when Wanya Morris came in from Tennessee. Eric Swinson's a guy that's played out there, Anton Harrison. That's been a fun competition too, hasn't it? It has, it has. You know, and the, the one thing with Anton, you know, he missed um, – I want to say he missed 10 practices in spring football. He had a, a, a groin in the spring. Then he had an ankle beginning of uh, summer, you know, so he was out about another eight to 10 practices. He's still a young guy, but right. the last probably four to five days, he's come on and he's looking like the player that I anticipated. You know, it's just, it's hard, you know, with COVID last year and now he's had a couple injuries, you know, so the guy has not, practiced a ton but you know feel good about where he's at he's unbelievably athletic he's got to play strong you know he's not he needs to put some more weight on which is hard to do at this time but you know he's a, he's a great athlete can get into great position so um, feel good about where he's at you know Wanye's done a good job we're moving him left and right and Swenson as well you know I mean we, we just got to find the right combinations and you know see who the best five are going to be to put out there and then you know, there's going to be some, you know, this first game, if everything goes as planned, and you always have a plan, and you got to adjust. But, you know, we'll play hopefully seven to eight guys at least this first game. And, again, that's a plan, and we'll see how that plan goes. Yeah, speaking of plans, when you're tinkering with those different combinations, is there a point in the season, and, of course, injuries are always part of it, but is there a point in the season – that you look at and you go, okay, I want to have my five guys, or if five guys just don't really establish themselves as the best option, is it just something where we could see different combinations all year long? Yeah, and I don't, anti I don't anticipate that happening without injuries. You know, we'll, we'll get to a five, hopefully, that's obviously up to them, you know, that, that establish themselves at the, as starters. And, and again, I think we've got some pretty good competition. I think there's like I said, seven, eight guys right now that deserve playing time. Now, how much that is, we'll see. 
Um, you know, we're going to put five guys out there, start five guys and see how things go. But some other guys have earned the opportunity to play and, you know, get out of the field and see what they can do during a game. So we'll do some of those things. And it's obviously going to be hot this Saturday. It's been hot, so that's been good. Probably going to be a little bit hotter Saturday. So, you know, if we can, again, we've got a plan and, and you know, we'll stick to the plan if, if it's going the way we want it to. It's just like offensively we got a plan for what we anticipate them doing and then if they do some th different things we're going to have to adjust you know i mean you go into every game you know thinking you're going to do something they do something different then you got to adjust all right you guys get the final question the academy sports and outdoor twitter question for bill beanbow this comes from blake who wants to know coach what's who has been the biggest sleeper on the other side of the ball that's caught your eye in practice? It's always interesting. They want offensive coaches to talk about defense. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's a sleeper or not, but the Gilliam kid, the, the, the D lineman from, um, you know, that came in, I think he's a big, strong, powerful guy. Look, I don't know how much he's going to play. <laughs> right. You can talk to Coach Grinch and Coach Tibbs and all those guys, but I see things in that guy that show me he's got a chance to be a really, really good player. Again, how much he's going to play, I don't know. I mean, I got enough to worry about, but you know, he's 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 tough. He's tough to block, you know, for a young guy. So he he would be the guy. You, he just started a fire on OU Twitter with that answer. Oh my gosh, they're gonna be so excited. Hey, well, talk talk to the defensive coach. Well, guess what? Alex Grinch is coming up next, so I'm sure he'll get asked about an offensive guy that stood out. Coach, you're the best. Good luck this week and have a blast. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's Bill Beanbow. Alex Grinch is coming up next inside the coach's corner. Cleaners and laundry, where the difference is quality. Riverwind Casino, still the one. OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. Brought to you by Community Coffee, family-owned Community Coffee, the official brewed coffee of OU Athletics. Taste the difference family makes. Thanks to Bill Beanbow, we shift from offense to defense here inside the Coach's Corner presented by Riverwind. He is the creator, the author, the director, the boss of Speed D. Alex Grinch is in the house. Good offseason. You guys ready to roll on Saturday? No, it was. I mean, it, it, uh, you know, you, you commit eight months to preparing for, you know, what ends up being a four-month season. And, and so the, the amount of time that, that goes into it, you know, is, is a lot more than when the, the pads come on uh, in August. But, but did the right things in the weight room, Coach Wiley and his staff. You know, I thought we advantaged spring football, those 15 practices. We obviously didn't get, you know, the year prior to. Uh, and I thought that that transitioned to the summer well and then and the transition into fall camp. And here we are game week. Um, and, and, and feeling good about where we sit uh, today. Coach, you're, you're always very honest with us, and you look at the expectations for the defensive front this year. A lot of people think they can be the best defensive front in all of college football. What have you seen from that group at the line of scrimmage up to this point? Well, I've seen disruption, and, and, and I think as you go through practice, and both in the run game and the pass game, obviously the um, – and, and in the, the – um, preseason allows you know a daily inside run period, for instance. It, it allows for you know certain situational things, whether it's a two-minute drive or you know third-down defense and some of those things. So you, you have an opportunity to evaluate you know these guys in all different areas, not just 
um, and, and or one-on-one -on -one pass rush is, is another example. And so evaluating those guys in all those areas, you, you see a level of disruption. Now the key as you transition into game week is that disruption has to turn into production. And so, you know, to be a disruptive front is obviously good. Um, that, that's got to be bare minimum. And so I, I think uh, you know, what we've seen is just that, but you don't get to take a quarterback to the ground, you know, in spring football and fall camp. And so th th those are the things that, uh, um, you know, kind of uh, have to come to light on, on, on Saturday when the lights ultimately come on. Um, but, but we like our group, um, and, and we, we think uh, uh, any deficiencies that we have, we, we have the numbers to overcome some of those things. There's no, no, uh, certainly no excuse for any lack of strain in terms of those guys, um, and, and competition helps everybody. And so, um, um, as, uh, again, as we sit here today, um, we've been pleased with, with the progress that we've made, and, and the production has to come on Saturdays. Remember whenever you came and you talked about wanting to play 22 guys you, you, from a depth perspective, and I feel like just from an outsider's perspective, it's a world's of a difference from the depth you have today than it was from the day that you stepped in. Is, is that a fair assessment? Certainly at uh, a number of positions, you know, and, and, and I think uh, – um, in, in a in the most, most ideal situation that, that you have a, a list of guys at every spot. And, and you know, one of our, our goals as, as a staff, as, as we came off of last season, and, and very proud of a lot of the things that we've gotten done in two years, and more specifically in, in, in 2020, um, and, and you, you see some of the um, you know, results and, and facts, not my feelings on I think we're, we're pretty getting better on defense. No, there, there's some, some evidence behind it, both in the film and in, in, the, in the numbers. Um, but one of our, 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 our chief goals was, was saying, okay, you know, we, we want to feel comfortable with, with a list of guys uh, in the game and, and not be in a position come game week or on a Friday as we talk through rotations and say, well, you know, I, I just don't feel comfortable putting this guy in the game. Um, and so that, that's not just in the, in the top 22. That also includes what's that third guy. And I think what 2020 showed us as much as anything is, is you know, the advantages of having depth. And, and being in a position where, where it might be a third guy on, a, on, on, you know, again, he's the third guy on your board, but if he can help you win a football game, um, you know, one, it's our responsibility to get him in, and then, then, then two, um, what, a, what a message that is to the other guys in that line that if you prove yourself worthy, we're, we're going to find a way to play you. Uh, and we needed to last year for, for obvious reasons. Alex, you look at Nick Benito, very productive year last season, comes into this year, with a lot of hype, right? We've all seen the NFL mock drafts. We've all seen the preseason All-American list. He's deserving of those things. But what kind of offseason has he had in your eyes? What has he shown you up to this point in training camp leading up to this season? Yeah, you know, every sack he had a year ago, he's, he's got to make it again. You know, you don't get credit for the, the production that you've had in this past. But obviously, you know, he deserves credit for that up until this point. Um, and, and so the accolades come with that. That's a respect factor. And, and, and when it says Sooners on your chest, know you on the, the helmet, the expectation that you're playing at that, that type of level. And obviously there's a responsibility from a coaching staff standpoint to recruit those individuals and develop those individuals once we got it. I mean, from a development standpoint, um, you know, I, I, there's, there's no one that's come further than, than Nick. And, and I know that's been talked about. I know Coach Riley has mentioned that maybe going back to Big 12 media days. Um, but, but just in the last year, um, you know, in the last 18 months, I think he's doubled his 225 rep total, you know, from a strength standpoint. That, that's something that, you know, he's put a lot of, um, you know, conscious effort in from a physical standpoint. Always had a good first step, um, has shown to be a productive member of the defense, you know, even going back two years. I think for him, you know, the, the mental aspect of things, which he's always done a really nice job with, I think he just, just enhances everything because you're not thinking about, okay, where do I need to be on a play? I can simply just think about going to tackle, tackle a ball carrier, tackle a, a quarterback. 
Um, and so uh, from that standpoint, you know, what, what you're seeing in a guy in fall camp is, is a guy that's a master of the defense um, and a guy that has an expectation to make a play on every single down. And so um, we need him to be uh, productive for us. Uh, that, that's, that's our expectation of him. Um, and, and been very pleased with his progress uh, both on and off the field uh, since, since we've been with him. Well, that outside backers, edge rushers, ends room, wh whichever is the best way to describe it, Coach, it's loaded with potential. I mean, and not just for 2021, but looking ahead to it with the NRKs and the Clayton Smiths of the world. Well, Coach Kane does a tremendous job with, with those guys, and, and you know, the, what, what, what an impactful thing uh, for a defense uh, when, when you guys, you know, you have bookend guys on, on either side of a, a formation into the boundary to the field that they can um, again both cause disruption and, and, and get some production in the backfield and, and you talk about an Isaiah Thomas uh, you know again someone yep. that's already put it on film um, you mentioned some young guys in Clayton Smith and Ethan Downs at an end spot that we're awfully excited Reggie Grimes going into his second year um, that that you know I, I think as coaches we, we've seen flashes um, that, that uh, you know hopefully translates to, to Saturdays with Marcus Stripling and, and uh, and even Caleb Kelly now, who, uh, who has really taken to, to that spot. And, and as we attempted to find him the best role and trying to get the best guys on the field. Um, and so it's, it's fun to talk about those guys. Now they got to go do it on Saturdays. Um, and, and once again, those guys that have done it before got to go do it again. All right, Eckerd's intel. So Gabe, you get the last question in this segment. But you asked that last time, you should just do it again. You were so good the first time. <laughs> well, I, can I ask about a guy then? Absolutely. So Dan, intel. based on the preseason conversations. Danny Stutzman is in this no snaps Hall of Fame yet. What have you seen? I mean, there's a lot of positive buzz around this young man, Coach, and even Caleb Kelly was talking about him a few moments ago. What have you seen from the freshman? Uh, just uh, from a motor standpoint, uh, just absolutely tremendous. You know, we you, you use the word strain defensively as one of our kind of pillars as to what we would call our bottom line. Bottom line, what we want to get done. And it doesn't take any ability to strain. And strain is the extra. Strain is the play that you shouldn't be involved in that you find a way uh, to, to be involved in, whether it's actually getting the production in terms of making the tackle uh, or not. It, it's throwing off, not saying it's okay to be blocked. Um, and, and since you know the, the practice started in August, um, just flashing on film, you know, wow. who is that guy um, uh, type of thing. And so you know, there, there's the, the freshman, um, uh, I guess called mistakes, you know, the, the, the freshman headaches that, that, that come with, you know, gaining an understanding of defense. Coach, coach Holmes is a good enough coach. We, we, can, we, we, can, we can coach you up. The guys that play hard and flash, um, we, we can find a role for them. Um, and, and so excited to see him uh, on, on Saturday because I think uh, in, in time he'll have a major role here and, and uh, um, we got high expectations for him. And, and I know we got a break, but I just think in general, most of these young guys that have come in, Coach, have made an impact, right? And you admit for the most freshmen, it's the freshman 15 that we worry about, right? But for these guys, it's just, you know, understanding that they're going to learn from their mistakes, right? Yeah, and so much of it is the consistency aspects of things. Right. And, and, and if you set the bar low enough, every day's a good day. And that's okay to a point for a freshman in particular because they're going to have those moments. It's, it's naive of us to, to think that um, you're going you're gonna to walk through the door and all of a sudden be you know, an, an elite uh, from a mental aptitude standpoint, from a physical standpoint, all check every box and then you walk on campus. Um, and, and so that, that uh, but on the same token, one of the things we talk to them, all, you know, you, you'll feel better if we're patient with you. Um, but but the, the future you does not want us to be patient with you. You know, pa patience. Um, has a tendency to equal red shirts. You know, pa patience equals we've recruited someone um, in the meantime. And so we, we put a lot on those guys. Uh, I've liked overall their response over, over fall camp as a group. Um, and, and, you know, the, the consistency has got to now come with it because now it's real. Now it's games. 
uh, that that mistake can can be seven points on a, on a scoreboard on national television. And so um, they they, they uh, as much as they think they appreciate that, uh, we, we we got to uh, drive that point home uh, uh, before Saturday. Love it. That question was a lot better than mine was going to be. <laughs> I, I was going to ask him how he keeps that pullover so white. So nice. So well done. Looks so it's good. a Brad Camp special. All right, quick timeout. When we come back, we'll talk about the safeties with Alex Grinch inside the coach's corner. Thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside of the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the Varsity Network app and listen free. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics exclusively. Chick-fil-A. Hey, Sooner fans. When you download the Chick-fil-A app in order, you can start earning points towards delicious rewards. Dr. Tim Shannon and Dr. Mark Revels at Orthodontics exclusively are proud to present the junior captain of the game. And are pleased to honor these guests as they take the field with our captains. For info on how your child can become the next junior captain, go to orthoexc.com. Gabe Eichert, I'm Chris Plank, Alex Grinch. We get one more segment with the Sooner defensive coordinator. We didn't talk about your room, the safeties, but uh, Pat Beals, Alaron Turner, yell back. Key Lawrence in that room. Guys like Bryson Washington coming up. Um, just kind of an overall thought. How you feeling about the way your guys are performing right now? Uh, you know, it's been good. It's, I think it's a good mix of, of experienced guys, older guys, uh, with, with some youth that that you know, uh, from a potential standpoint, you can get awfully excited about. Um, and and I think specific to, to some of the younger guys, if you made a highlight film of them right now, you say, okay, that, I, let's recruit that again. Um, but but highlight films don't don't necessarily get you what you need on Saturdays. You need that that consistency aspect of things. And so, the nice thing is having those older guys. Okay, do it like him. It's it's been nice to to have that available to us, and in other positions as well. You know, going into year three, there's a little bit of uh, um, you know a, a trust you know that that's been earned with some of those older guys because they've done it on on, on major stages in championship football games. Um, you know, they they know our expectation. Um, you know, how we practice, how we do things. And so you talk about DT and you talk about um, uh, Pat and that um, and even uh, Justin Broyles who's been with us a while. Um, so I think it's been a, it's a pretty good mix there in terms of young, uh, young and old. You also handle the nickel position in your room. And it seems like two guys have emerged to battle for that position in Billy Bowman and Jeremiah Cradell. What have you seen from both of those guys? Well, it's it's been a good uh, it's been a good camp. The nice thing, uh, you know, in, in Billy's situation, coming in as a freshman was here in the spring, and so you had you know you had those 15 days, but it's not just 15 days. It's all those meetings. It's, it's um, you know the workouts. You know, there, there's a lot a lot of credit to the Denton Ryan's program down there in Texas. I mean, just just exploded in the weight room. Um, uh, again, the specific to Billy Bowman. Uh, when he got here, he was prepared, and then then you know attacked it in every way you wish a freshman would. And so often that that as much as anything from a physical development standpoint is, is a inhibitor to getting guys on the field early. Um, and so you, you you were able to check that box, um, just continue to enhance that way, and and then you know show pretty well in the spring. And then as you transition into fall camp again, Jeremiah Cradell uh, as well. 
Um, have looked at several other guys there. We played three different guys there a year ago. That, that's a, a difficult position, you know, as, as we spoke on. You know, you, the, the ability to, to handle tight ends, the, the ability to fit the run, the ability to, to play in, in space. It's a different position in the, from a coverage aspect because uh, the route tree is completely different from a, a, a split number one receiver, a wide receiver closest to the side and the corners on as compared to someone in the slot. Um, that it, 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 it changes. This field spacing is different. Um, and so it, it, it takes a lot. And like I mentioned, we, we played, you know, Jeremiah down there. We played Buki down there last year, Trey Norwood down there last year. And that's just in a single game. And, and so um, it, it, it helps all those guys to, to, to be spelled at times. And so uh, we'll continue to look at that. But been, been uh, um, again, uh, you know, with, with Billy in particular, a guy's a young guy coming in, uh, had a really good fall camp. By the way, uh, congratulations to Trey Norwood, made the initial Pittsburgh Steelers roster. Um, after leaving early. So that, that leaves a hole, but we talk a lot about young guys. But you brought up a veteran guy who's stepped up, and that's Justin Broyles, who, I mean, he's handled adversity throughout his career, but what have you seen that's really improved in him this offseason? Yeah, consistency. I, I think uh, for, for him in particular, um, and, and I mentioned it uh, in, uh, in a press conference a day ago, was, was just from the standpoint of, you know, so often, you know, um, the the, the uh, upward trajectory of a guy somewhere in that first to second year, second to third year, um, oftentimes is, is the telltale for in terms of what their career is going to be, especially at the level in which we play at. And so for him, um, just seeing more of a consistent, uh, you know, consistent production, co consistent technique, um, a, a little less clutter, um, uh, you know, as, as it comes to, to the day in and day out. Uh, uh, commitments to technique and those things. And now this is a guy that, that, that damn near played every snap of the Big 12 game two years yeah. ago. So, I mean, he, he's played. Um, but, uh, um, again, just a, a been consistently productive and, and, and where he needs to be. And I, I, I think that uh, uh, has been a good thing. And a lot of credit goes, obviously, to him. You only got two inside backer spots. <laughs> You got a lot of guys that you feel good about at that position. Is it nine guys in that room that, it's that, a beat, lot. that Odom has? <laughs> but... Of course, you're going to trust Coach Odom to put the guys out there that deserve to be out there. But how, how difficult is it to get all of those guys time, but also get guys in a rhythm in a game when you've got so many that you want to get on the field? Yeah, and that's something that you're constantly weighing. You know, what's the right number? You know, and sometimes too, I think in a perfect scenario, you're talking about rep counts, not not uh, uh, looking at series counts. So okay, I, I'll go in there for four plays, get me out. You know, okay, how, how, what, what, and then. You know, I'm out for three plays, and then get me back in for four again. That that would be, a, you know, simulating that if a guy's a one and he's he's shown some level of separation. Um, but but also to to your point, that's sometimes difficult to do. Tempo offenses, can you get them on, get them off, and all those things? But but pleased with that 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 position room. Um, you talk about the David Awebus of the world. Um, uh, the guy that transition going to really his second year ever playing inside linebacker. Uh, you know, Deshaun White, you know, a third-year guy for us. You talk about Brian Osamo, we already talked about Danny Stutzman. You know, Brian Mead has been a steady guy for Jamal Morris, who would transition from safety. has shown pretty well uh, over the for, uh, course of fall camp. And a young guy in Shane Witter. Um, now, again, every, everybody's not going to have the, the, the same exact role. Um, but I think there's room for everybody. I, I, I really do. Now, now, whether that we get to that fifth and sixth guy, um, that, that time will tell. Um, but if they earn it, they'll, they'll be out there. You know, one of the things we tell our guys, um, if, you, if you play the right way, Tuesday, Wednesday in particular, uh, over the course of the week in practice, you handle yourself from a mental standpoint on Monday, Thursday, and Friday. You know, we owe it to you getting the, get in mm -hmm. the game. 
Um, and so we'll try to play more, not less. You know, we'd always want to err on the side of, of, of those things. Um, but, uh, you know, I didn't remind those guys, too, I think, you know, and use another example, but Ohio State, I think, had four linebackers go to the Senior Bowl last year. You know, and they didn't play four linebackers every single snap. So what you need to focus on is having productive snaps of football, you know, and, and uh, I, I think that's the focus for those guys. Love it. Academy Sports and Outdoors, a Twitter question. You guys get the final question to Coach Grinch. This one's from Carter, who writes, how do you choose between getting your starters more reps and experience and getting your backups quality reps? What's that challenge like, Coach? Well, there, there's a, a number of different uh, examples, you know, between spring football and fall camp, and as you transition into game week, you know, one, one of the things is you get more experienced guys, and we do rep counts, uh, for instance, hang on, how many guys have played 1,000 reps for us? And, and, and look at it through that, that lens. And the coach in you says everybody needs to get better, right? But, but, but you also, every rep, that, that guy, he's already had 1,000 snaps, you know, say it out loud, he's already had 1,000 snaps of college football. Wow. That guy's only had zero. <laughs> Right, maybe just maybe it's in in our best interest when there's time on task. There's only so many reps in a practice, for instance, that, that we need to get him out there. And it's the same thing too is having an understanding as you as you transition into games, you know that they're, they're they're the the young guy's not going to be perfect. This is first college football game, but man, it it, it sure would be nice uh, to to have the cumulative reps by week four, week five, week six. Now they got to earn that, um, and 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 we're not in the business of doing tryouts during the season. Um, so they, 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 got, they got to handle those reps. Um, but it's important that, that you're constantly driving both, both ends of your roster, enhancing uh, the, the, the top end of it and, and bringing along, you say bottom end, but, but you know, uh, you're, you're talking about some of that, that youth, uh, and that's a response we have as a coach. Great stuff. Have a blast on Saturday, Coach. We appreciate your time. All right, thank you, guys. It's Alex Grinch. We'll wrap up the Coach's Corner next, presented by Riverwind. Final segment of Coach's Corner presented by Riverwind, Gabe Eichard, Chris Blank. How cool was that? Your former coach, Bill Beatenbow, and Alex Grinch. Got to love the energy from both of them. It's a good way to start Coach's Corner this season. That, was, that was good stuff, man. I, it, it's interesting because we always talk about how all the coaches are great, right? There's some a little, little, little more juice whenever Coach B is in here and whenever Alex Grinch is here. So Yeah, especially excited. with the question marks with the offensive line. Sure. Thought we got a lot of great information from Bill. And then the expectations of the defense. Alex Grinch doesn't sound like he's shying away from those nope. expectations at all. All right, we only got a couple of minutes, but uh, obvious we have moved this game to Norman. Excited to have a home game, but unfortunate the reasons around it. But the one thing that's been fairly consistent, as you see, there's still going to be an 11 a.m. start. We'll still be on the air with the Sooner Radio Network at a 9 a.m. pregame show with Gabe and I from the field. But everyone seems like it's not really much of an adjustment, except you're not getting on a plane Friday. Yeah, when you look at it, pretty similar schedules, right. whether you're at home or on the road. You know exactly what you're doing every single day of the week. <laughs> they lay it out for you and... It's much easier to not have to get on the flight and go to New Orleans. Now, of course, it's extremely unfortunate what's going on in the state of Louisiana. And if there's one thing Oklahomans know, it's natural disasters. Right. And I am, I am really excited to see how OU fans respond when it comes to raising funds for Hurricane Ida relief because we know there's going to be a lot of things during the game to bring attention to that cause. And you know OU fans are going to show up in a big way. It's going to be a little bit of a different feel with the lower bowl only. 
Um, but it's going to be so weird. It's going to be so weird, but it's still going to be rocking. It's still going to be fun. Football's back. This is like the official moment where I feel like we can we can get fired up about game day. So thanks to Coach Beanboat. Thanks to Alex Grinch. As always, you can find the show in podcast form first thing Friday morning at Soonersports.com slash podcast. For Gabe Eichert, for Whit Viney, for Baylor, our producer, I'm Chris Plank. Enjoy game day. And Boomer Sooner, everybody.